when you do the hard things, you will have a happy and easy life. But if you constantly choose to take the path of easy and negotiate and compromise, you will have a hard life, a hard life that ends with regret. Welcome to the Bedros Coolian Show. What's the difference between me and you? Me and you, me and you. Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumental. Why are most people average, pathetic, and live boring lives? I'm going to tell you exactly why on this episode of the Bedros Coolian Show. Hey guys, welcome to the show. We're going to have a really awesome episode here for you today. Um, listen, if you're on YouTube, thank you so much for helping us blow up YouTube. If you guys are listening to this on all the other podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, whatever other platform, go to YouTube. I'm really actively working hard to build my YouTube account. And uh, I want to do some really cool shit on here for you guys on YouTube over the next year in 2023. So with that said, if y'all can just help subscribe to my YouTube channel, I promise you I will keep adding value. I will not bring any sponsors on this show ever because one, hey, if you're going to buy something, you got to buy from me because my products are awesome. And uh, that is that. That's all the pitch I'll give you. If you want to know what my products and companies are, just look in the description box below on YouTube. Uh, but I want to make this free. The reason the Bedros Cooling Show exists on podcasts and on, on YouTube is because at 48, I've been very blessed to be able to have many companies that have helped build me a ton of wealth. And um, I can promise you this, that money alone does not make you happy. Giving away a lot of money, being generous with money, being able to serve humanity makes me happy. So can you buy happiness with money? Yes. And anyone that says money doesn't buy you happiness hasn't given away enough money. You give away enough money and you'll see how happy it'll make you when you begin to serve humanity with your money. You can do a lot of good. You can build wells, you can build schools, you can help kids, you can, you can, you can help hospitals and churches and charities and organizations. But anyways, all this to say that I just want to thank you guys with massive gratitude from the bottom of my heart. In fact, you know what? Consider this one of my gratitude text messages to all of you. Y'all know that part of my morning routine is to send out three gratitude text messages to three people in my life that I am grateful for, that I admire, who have helped me uh, in my come up. And every morning, I just send out three random text messages to three people in my life who I love. Um, consider this one of those text messages, right? So I'm telling you, all of you on all the platforms, thank you for giving me your time and attention. Most of all, thank you for taking action on this stuff. Otherwise, it's just information. It'll motivate you, but it'll do nothing more than motivate you if you don't take action on it. If you actually take action on it, you will make more money. You will have a better life. You'll be fit. You'll be jacked. You'll be self-evolved. You will be able to be an agent of change. And that is what we want to do is to be an agent of change. But going back to the topic of this show, why are most people living a life of average, of mediocrity, of, of, of just, just pathetic, boring lives? I'm going to tell you it's because they compromise. They continuously compromise on their goals and dreams. And I want to give you a story, uh, somewhat funny, uh, but very related to this. So y'all know that one of my businesses, one thing that I do is I coach and consult entrepreneurs. And um, when I first started coaching and consulting, I don't know, some 18, 19 years ago, this dude in Northern California hired me to coach him in his business. And uh, he's got a big gym, and typically at the time I had just started it, so he was like my second coaching client. And uh, the first coaching client flew out to me, you know, coached him up for two days, and then they flew home, and then I would do like 
some monthly coaching calls to make sure that everything we talked about is sticking and that they're holding themselves accountable to, to the stuff that we talked about during their, during their meeting in person. But this particular guy in Northern California, he's like, listen, bro, can you, can you just come out to, Cali uh, to Northern California and visit me? Because I really feel like if you saw my gym, you would, you would be able to help me more. And I was like, well, you know what? Quite honestly, I just started coaching and consulting. I was really um, excited about building that business. And so I said, I'll tell you what, I'll come out. I compromised on what my strategy was. Instead of him coming to me, I compromised and I said, I will come out. And so I booked a ticket to Northern California, San Jose specifically, and we were going to spend two days together in his gym, in his office while his gym is running. And we're going to figure out how to take this gym out of the negative and make it a profitable business that he could then grow and scale to multiple locations, right? Because that's what I do. One of my businesses, Fit Body Bootcamp, we we literally have hundreds of locations all around the world and we continue to grow our franchise brand. And so this cat seemed nice enough, really cool dude, showed up prepared on day one, I'm at his gym, we're working, et cetera, and everything's going well. And then um, I told him, I said, hey, at the end of the day today on day one, why don't we uh, go grab a bite to eat? I can get to know you better. Uh, maybe go to a steakhouse. I'm sure there's a nice steakhouse somewhere in San Jose here. And uh, he's like, you know what? I got a better idea. How about I cook you a, a steak at my house? Like you come over, I cook you a steak. I was like, oh, cool, man. You know, your family going to be okay with that? He's like, well, actually, I'm not, I'm not married. I don't have anyone. I live by myself. I own a nice house. And if you want to come over, you know, I'll, I'll grill up some steaks. I really can grill up a hell of a steak. So we kind of ended our coaching day around 4.30, 5 o'clock. The plan was that I would be there by 7.30 to his house. Went to my hotel, decompressed a little bit, and then uh, took my rental car and drove to his house. Got there at 7.30. Man, you know, he opens the door. Beautiful home. Uh, everything smells amazing, man. It's just like this amazing house, giant kitchen, like all like chef industrial cooking accoutrements. And homeboy's like grilling up a mean steak. And like side of mushrooms and onions and a baked potato and he's got some leafy greens I'm like man you are amazing at this stuff and then when we sat down and we ate you know he poured some wine and stuff and uh, the steak was spectacular right so you know we're shooting this shit a couple hours go by it's around 8 30 at this point now uh, closer to nine o'clock maybe um and i'm like hey look you know i'm gonna call it a night I'm going to bounce. He's like, no, 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 no. I've got a surprise for you. I'm like, what do you mean you got a surprise for me? He goes, yeah, I got a surprise for you. I go, I'm thinking like dessert. And uh, he goes, just hang out for a few more minutes. And maybe 930 comes around and the bell rings. Ed, have I told you this story before? Bro, this is going to blow you away. Uh, the doorbell rings and he goes to the door. Now, this is like before Grubhub and Uber Eats. So there's, it's not like, oh, he just ordered something in, right? Um, he rings the door and in walks this smoking hot blonde in like this tiny little skirt, has a duffel bag. And he looks at me as she walks in, he looks at her and he looks at me and he smiles and he nods. And I was like, my eyes turned to saucers. I was like, whoa, like it hit me. Like first I was like, this has got to be his girlfriend or something. But then he like smiles and nods. I'm like, we're not pulling a train on this chick, right? And um, I'm like, hey, Brett, um, 
who is she? At this point, she went into this other room. He's like, hey, go into that other room and get ready. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so true story, bro, I come home and I tell my wife, and she's like, what the fuck? So I'm like, bro, what is going on, man? He says, well, um, you know, she's someone that I get visited by regularly. She's really good at what she does at her profession. And I thought maybe she could just take care of us tonight. You know, we worked hard all day. I'm like, bro, that is not how I roll. I'm not going to judge you, but that is not how I roll. You do your thing. Have a blast. I'm going to bounce, go to my hotel and uh, go to sleep. And I'll see you in the morning. Well, the next morning I see him and um, homeboy's tired. He's exhausted. He's just pounding one energy drink after another. So clearly this chick rocked his world and kept him awake all fucking night. Like he, he looked dehydrated. He needed energy. Uh, day two did not go well as day one. I'm going to tell you that right now of coaching him. Uh, he was falling asleep, right? But all because I compromised on my core value of how I was gonna run my business. And from that day on, I was like, I am gonna live a no compromise life. And that's what I wanna talk to you guys about. The reason most people live a life that's average, that's pathetic, that's mediocre and boring is because you begin to compromise the things that you value, or at least you say you value, right? Think about this, like would you ever allow your kids when they say like, I wanna be a firefighter, a police officer, I wanna be a astronaut, I wanna be whatever, would you ever say like, no, you shouldn't, you should just settle down for a nice little office job that just gets you by? You wouldn't. If they say they wanna be the next Elon Musk and create a rocket that takes people to Mars, you would encourage that, you would inspire that, you would motivate that in them, yet you begin to compromise the goals and dreams that you have. You begin to negotiate them away, and I often wonder to myself why you would do this. You only get one run at life, you know. There is no like second run. There is no trial run. If you think this is a trial run, my second time around, I'm really gonna go all in, you're not. You're not, this is it. And so if you are here and you've got goals and dreams, why would you ever compromise, right? See, um, we did an episode and we talked about rules, routines, and rituals, right? I've got my very strict rules, routines, and rituals. And because of that, I've got an awesome life. My life is very predictable, predictably awesome. And I want that for you. But if you don't have an awesome life, it's probably because you had some goals, you had some dreams, and then you go, yeah, but I got married, but I had kids, you know, bills and stuff. You get older, oh, pop belly, dad body. No, bro. Dad bod should not exist. You compromised and therefore you allowed yourself to eat shit. You emotionally ate. You stopped working out. You prioritized TV or, or fake busy work, not good work, not productive work, fake busy work. Because we can justify anything to procrastinate from working out or making money or, 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 or pouring into our relationship. Oh man, I would have a date night with my girl, but you know, I work overtime, I work late, I work on my business late. Listen, how if I parachuted into your life and I kept track of the real productive work you're doing, I would be shocked if you actually worked more than three hours of productive work. I have no doubt that you probably are working, doing busy work, tactically loitering for eight, nine, 10, 12 hours, 13 hours, and you come home tired because of course I can get tired from doing non-productive busy work as well. But the reality is you are compromising. If you want better health, if you wanna make more money and have financial security, if you want to have a deep, meaningful relationship with your honey, but then you begin to compromise the things that you need to do to get there and you negotiate them away because, well, I'm tired, uh, because I don't feel like it. Uh, it's not realistic to be a millionaire or to be a 
to, 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 to be that lean at this age. It's not realistic. Who the fuck says you have to be realistic like everybody else? Mediocre people don't, don't, don't want anything other than realistic. I am unrealistic in my expectations. I am relentless in the pursuit of my life's goals. I am rigid and I never compromise. And I'm asking you to do the same because the, the, the worst thing you could have on your deathbed is regret for all the things that you compromised against in life in exchange for a mediocre, average, pathetic, boring life. Think about that. Regret is a byproduct of compromising your goals and dreams in exchange for a boring, pathetic, mediocre, average life. Who the fuck wants that? I don't want that for you, fellas, right? So what do you do then? What do you do to begin to live a no compromise life? And that's what I want for you. Like I live a no compromise life. The people I surround myself with live a no compromise life. I will fly in to town. Hugo will pick me up from the airport, from LAX. I'll say, Hugo, drop me off at BK Strength and I will work out there before I go home and see my family and say hello to them. Because I know that if I missed my workout that morning, because it was a long travel day, I still have to work out. I will not compromise and say, well, I traveled, there was a long layover, or the plane had to get de-iced four times, and so we were on the tarmac for three hours, and therefore I can just compromise my workout. Absolutely not. When Hugo picks me up from LAX, he will bring me to BK Strength, and I'll say, bro, you can go home from here. I'll take one of the cars in the garage and go home. And then tomorrow, you know, Shelby or, or Joan can, can help bring that car back to BK Strength because in the back of my gym, I have a garage and that's where I keep a few cars and then some cars at home. Um, so I share this with you because if you don't compromise in your goals and dreams, you will actually be respected by the people who look up to you. You will be someone that they want to model. You will be a role model human being. But no compromise life starts with killing your soft expectations. And that's the problem. See, we all have certain standards and expectations that we uh, kind of fabricate, that we create for ourselves, right? We have these standards and expectations, like this is how I want to live my life. But if they are soft expectations, meaning they're pliable, that you are willing to compromise and negotiate them away, when you are late, when you are tired, when things aren't convenient, you will compromise them. When someone wants to talk you out of it, oh, come on, can't you just skip your workout? Come on, can't you just come home early? Come on, can't you just have an extra drink? Come on, can't you just stay awake an extra hour? And if you go yes to that because you are compromising against your core values and character, against your goals and dreams in life, you become a piece of shit who will die with regret. On the flip side, I want to die, and I want you to die when you're old and ripe with these amazing memories. I want you to die with this like smile on your face that goes, man, I, I lived a life of no compromise. I lived a life that I did way more things than anyone would have expected me to do. I achieved so much. I had so many great experiences. I've got such great memories, and, I've, and I wouldn't change a thing. Like That's how I want to die, not with regret that, I, that I, I died fat, or I died sick, or I died broke, or I died, I, I died without having loving, loving up my family enough. What a pathetic way to go, man. And so when you compromise on those things that matter to you, in exchange for something else, you negotiate those dreams, you are making a massive mistake, my friend. 
Massive mistake. So then what do we do? We kill soft expectations, number one. Number two, we set high standards of expectations and we make them rigid, as in no compromise life. Third thing we do is that we become unreasonable. Now, I know this is going to shake some people up because everybody around you is like a crop duster, right? If you read my book, Man Up, then you know I talk about crop dusters and fighter jets. Crop dusters are people who kind of, they hit the snooze button, they, they wake up late, they're always in a rush, they're kind of letting their emotions run their life, their thoughts, feelings, and emotions. These are the kind of men who uh, just how they feel determines what they do. They give into their impulses. Those are, those are crop dusters. They, they always just barely get by. They have this body that you look at them and you're like, fuck, bro, you look 10, 15 years older than you really are, right? Those are crop dusters. And then fighter jets are people who are like just driven, focused, uh, have consistency, have discipline, live a, live a life of purpose and are passionate about what they do. Like they are unreasonable. And I need you to become unreasonable to live a no compromise life. And if you are willing to do that, then you will have an amazing life. Now, I got to tell you this, that it will take way more effort than you think. Like people will begin to go like, why are you doing this? This sounds so unreasonable. This seems so rigid. This seems so out of character for who you are. Yes, it is out of character because I'm becoming 2.0, motherfucker. I'm becoming a higher version of myself. I'm becoming the idealized man. I want to become the man that my children look up to and, and idealize. I want to become a role model. I want to be, be, be able to impact and influence and, and, man, inspire people. The 1.0 version of you whose crop duster is not going to do that. It is the fighter jet version of you who will do that. It is the man who does not compromise on his goals and dreams. It is the man who sticks to his core values. It is the man who draws a line in the sand and says, no matter what, I will do these things to become 2.0. And the people around you who decide that they don't jive with that, and I tell you why, they will not jive with it. When you begin to change and you begin to evolve and you become the better version of yourself, what they do is they begin to project their insecurities on you. All these motherfuckers who said that they were your friends, that they're your homies, that they're your buds, they're your coworkers, happy hour, this and that. The moment you're like, sorry, guys, I'm not doing happy hour. In fact, I'm going to leave work and go, go, go and work out. They're going to be like, they're going to start talking shit. Oh, look at you. Look at you all healthy. Look at you. You're going to have abs. Is that what you're going to do? You're going to have abs. Guess what? Go look at you. You're going to have titties. You're gonna have fucking diabetes. You're gonna die of cancer. You're gonna have anxiety and depression because you're such a piece of shit that you degenerate motherfucker, right? How dare anybody talk shit on someone who is trying to level up in their life, in their marriage, as a father, in their personal income, in their health, in their mindset? How dare they? That society has gotten to a place that when you try and better yourself, that they will fucking throw shade on you. I believe that you have the right to throw shade right back. And you just slap their fucking gelatinous little titties and go, look at this. I could fucking milk you, bro. I could milk your little titties. So I'm going to go to the gym and build some fucking pecs while you go and drink booze and pump out estrogen. Now, listen, man, I'm not trying to say you ought to be that level of an asshole. I can be that level of an asshole because I am and I'm passionate and I give a shit. And if you want to, you should. But I am saying be unreasonable in your expectations. I don't take shit from anyone. I don't want you to take shit from anyone like that. Because you only live one life, right? But I'm telling you right now, guys, it is going to be more difficult than you think because people are going to throw shade. People are going to talk shit. You, your, your, your limiting beliefs are going to try and talk shit on you. 
like your version 1.0 of yourself, your inner critic, your inner bitch, that bitch voice that we all have at the project, we call it the inner bitch and the inner beast, which is the critic and the advocate, right? Your beast is your advocate and your inner bitch is your, your, your critic. Your 1.0 version is going to try and negotiate with your 2.0 version and say, no, 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 don't evolve, don't grow, don't change, become, be, 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 go back to the loser that you were, just have another drink, watch TV for another hour, eat that fucking ding dong, and then chase it down with a Twinkie. Sick motherfucker. So I'm here to tell you that it will take longer. It will be more difficult. It will require more effort on your part. But you know what I can tell you about that? When you do the hard things, you will have a happy and easy life. But if you constantly choose to take the path of easy and negotiate and compromise, you will have a hard life, a hard life that ends with regret. So I'm here to tell you that if you live a no compromise life, if you become unreasonable in your expectations, find a, a group of fighter jets to belong to and no more fucking crop dusters, you will become the 2.0 that you deserve to become and that your family deserves to have as a leader. So gentlemen, thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode of the Bedros Koulian Show. And always remember that average is the enemy. Success is your duty. And life can switch to the 2.0 version when you are ready to flip that switch. Talk soon, guys. Peace out. What's the difference between me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals.